Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of KuzaCast. My guest today is Duncan Greenfield Turk. He is the managing director or chief, tra- uh, chief. What, what would you say, Duncan? Chief travel designer. Chief travel designer at uh, so, at Global Travel Moments. Welcome, Duncan. Way of saying I plan travel. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, that's good. I mean, that's what we all do, and it's great to great to get another guest on in the in the front line of actually speaking with with guests and and what they what they want and what they're looking for. So yeah, keen to keen to really get. Uh, get get in get into it and find out what what makes you tick um so duncan the way i usually start uh, the podcast is everybody just introduces themselves and talks about uh, a little bit about what they've been up to over the last few years um in travel how you got into travel so yeah let the listeners know who duncan greenfield turk is sure um so thanks very much graham for having me um uh, as you said my name is duncan uh, a little bit about me i've been in uh, travel for uh, almost 30 years uh, started my career in tourism uh, back when i was a wee 15 year old in south africa uh, and have uh, moved uh, through the uh, industry in various uh, ways shapes and forms um starting my own uh, business uh coming on five years now uh in the uh, tourism space uh having had a lovely long career of 22 years in luxury hotels uh, and luxury hospitality um so yeah so global travel moments was uh founded back in 2018 um and uh, has gone from strength to strength the uh, pandemic notwithstanding yep <laughs> yeah that's a whole nother chapter in everybody's career absolutely absolutely um yeah well i mean great well thanks thanks for joining us today and uh being part of uh what is proving to be a um a growing uh a number of people that are uh that are being my guest and tuning into the podcast we've now got uh just over 10 percent of the world's countries uh listening in and um so yeah it's it's really really growing and i you know thanks for thanks for being a part of it. So, what? Um, tell us a bit more about where you've just been. You've been to Antarctica. I, I have. Yeah, I, I uh, had the pleasure of um, joining Quark Expeditions uh, in February down uh, in Antarctica, um, and it was a really interesting journey. Um, I, I chose to do it because uh, selling Africa uh, for clients uh, and having clients do incredible safari experiences. I was looking for something. Uh, that they could potentially do over and beyond um, the, uh, I suppose, um, the various safari experiences that you find in Africa. And I thought, well, what do you give someone who's very adventurous? And then I was like, well, uh, a, a polar experience uh, came yeah. to mind. And so um, I headed off to Buenos Aires at the beginning of February, uh, flew down to uh, Ushuaia and joined the ship for a, a 12-day uh, sailing uh, all the way 
to the uh, Antarctic uh, continent. Um, quite the experience, uh, an avid adventure, and one I'd highly recommend. Uh, but one I also uh, suggest people uh, think really long and hard, is it the right trip for them? Uh, and if yeah. it is, definitely do it with an experienced provider. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh, getting there and back is, so, so, I mean, just describe the journey. So you go, you, you, yeah, so I, I flew from Heathrow direct uh, to Buenos Aires, about a 14 hour flight. Um, and, uh, and from there, uh, I spent uh, just a, a day uh, and a night in Buenos Aires. Uh, very, it's actually quite the easy journey. I mean, you know, there's different ways to do it. You can fly from different points. Uh, for this particular trip, uh, it departs from Ushuaia. So I spent a night in Ushuaia before joining the ship. Um, so for anyone who is doing it, I mean, obviously, you're looking at just getting into Argentina and down to Ushuaia, or uh, if you're doing one of uh, the different uh, liners that could be a charter flight, um, it, it's just, again, working with your travel provider to find what's the best route for you to get there. Um, of course, there's different options from the UK. You could uh, potentially get there via uh, Manchester uh, from uh, Edinburgh, uh, as examples. Um, they might be connecting flights. More commonly from the, the UK, people tend to connect in Europe with the direct flights from Europe to uh, Buenos Aires. Okay. I mean, yeah, that sounds... That sounds phenomenal. So hopefully it's one thing I can get to experience one day as well. I think it's on most people's bucket list. So so yeah, now we know who to come to when we when we're ready to book. Thanks, so <laughs> and so what is uh since uh, the pandemic has has thank goodness uh, kind of subsided quite a lot, almost ended now. Um, what what how have you found? the getting back into the swing of things i know everyone's kind of been taken by surprise as to how busy things are how do you structure your day and remain um remain yeah productive are there any tools productivity tools that you use uh, to get you through and this is a great question um i think every agency is different uh every travel advisor is also very different so for me, I've uh, been focused uh, on selling travel, of course, uh, as a travel agency for coming on four or five years. Um, and it, what was key for me was um, looking at what it is that we do uh, and who we do it for. So back in 2021, um, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, I made a decision to rebrand um, the business um to 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 do something a little bit different uh, and to really look at who we work with so for example we do explicitly tailor made trips only uh we're not a typical off the shelf uh package uh provider we can do that for clients if they have that specific request um but our focus is really to curate incredible one of a kind uh moments for clients and so this then allows us um, to work on some unique trips. Um, it also means that we're not necessarily, uh, as we've come out of COVID, as busy as some of our um, fellow uh, agencies are, uh, because we're now in that growth phase. And um, we used COVID to really focus on who our customer is and to identify mm -hmm. our customer. And now we're in the process of selling to our clients. So we've seen a huge uptick in Southeast Asia. We've seen a huge uptick in Indonesia. And um, we've seen an uptick in uh, Japan for this year. And of course, we're seeing continued um, uh, growth and expectation um, for uh, um, the Maldives in Africa, which were our busiest destinations last year. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's it is great to see everybody getting back to back to work, and uh, yeah, it's 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 great to see. Um, what do you think has what I mean? What do you think it's taught you about yourself? Let, let let's get let's get deeper. Uh, really early on into the podcast, what a lot of a lot of people I think have learned a lot of lessons about themselves. What kind of three things do you think you never realized about yourself? Uh, you know, prior to March 2020. Well, I think for me, um, what's very interesting is, um, it, it, you know, uh, I'm a neurodivergent person. <laughs> uh, you know, so I I struggle with concentration. I struggle with, um, you know, doing uh, one specific thing at one particular time. So mm. I really focus on um, utilizing tools uh, and tasks, and it's taught me how to do that. Uh, properly. And so, you know, last year we spent a lot of time looking at uh, implementing back office tools, back office systems to make things a little bit automated, a little bit streamlined, a little bit easier. Um, And that really, really helped. Um, You know, and so I I think what I've learned about myself is uh, break my day down. Um, I try and get things done, um, you know, uh, in the morning, if I have more heavy tasks, heavy lifting to do, uh, I try and get um, you know uh, things out the way. I work with uh, you know I work with the same suppliers a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I uh, utilize um, those relationships, so they're strong relationships, and we've built a lot of trust over the last couple of years. And so we've also come to understand how we work. So when I send a briefing, I ensure that I provide them with a very detailed uh, outline of what clients want, uh, and then we have a quick uh, conversation around it. And then it's communication. That's the other thing that I think I've learned is that it's in- incredibly important to be communicating effectively with clients and with suppliers. Um, and I know. Um, from my experience in hotels that you know you don't always have the information to hand um you know that suppliers want but it's understanding that if you just let them know look i don't have this but i can get you this and or i don't have it right now i've already asked the client the question it provides you with opportunity um and it it shows that you're working with suppliers to help do things like that so i think those are some of the things that i've learned yeah yeah, it's, I think what what uh, actually, yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the relationships. I think a lot of people learned about uh, the importance of relationship building, and particularly when there were sort of contractual obligations that you know no one ever assumed that a worldwide pandemic would come into play, and you know you were just th- those relationships that you had. I remember being on the phone. Yeah, I mean, with with. Uh, with you know like really really tough um conversations to have and you know when when you know somebody really well it just makes it all the all the easier to to get around that um because there's a yeah as you say there's a trust there's a relationship um and and that's that's what uh, i think we we all we all learned um so duncan your about on linkedin says i believe that everyone no matter their sexuality or gender expression deserves the same opportunity to discover the world and experience moments that matter. What are the challenges do you think that the LGBTQ plus uh, community faces when having a vacation around the world that maybe people who have never, you know, uh, people that aren't of that um, in that community take for granted when they travel? 
a, a really uh, good question, a really important question. Um, I, I think um, what you have to uh, remember and recognize uh, is that um, being a, a member of the community is still illegal in a number of countries around the world. Um, you know, and in countries where it is legal, it's not always uh, easy to be yourself. Mm. And so that can cause problems, can cause challenges. There's an LGBT safety index. You can actually find it on my website, which will tell you the best and worst countries. Uh, and I think, you know, that is just as important um, to look at and see because um, uh, that helps you understand where you can travel to. Um, and it's not to say that, you know, countries with very strict laws are not safe but generally, you have to gauge it by yourself, and it's how you present, um, you know, as well. Um, I, I've done a lot of um, uh, de development on the trans space recently, trying to understand how travel impacts uh, people from this community, and um, it, it's really interesting. It, you know, there are some really tough and difficult conversations that need to be had mm. um, that, um, it, it, you know, are not being had um, and, and you look at the rhetoric that's going on in the US and how difficult it is at the moment uh, and, and how challenging it is at the moment um, for people in that space, uh, mm. you know. Um, so for me, travel should be enlightening, it should be welcoming, it should be authentic and open and I think um, the reality is that um, it, it's our role as travel advisors to help everyone travel uh, and everyone benefit from the the joy of travel. Um, so, yeah, that's really, uh, yeah, how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, it's important to to go to somebody who who has researched um, the thing that, you know, the, the we, we, I don't think we can change t too much in terms of, I mean, it's a slow process, but it's not going to be in the next five or ten years that you're going to change an entire millions of people's uh, culture in, in a country. I mean, it's it's the things are slowly being chipped away, but I think you, it's it's important to to know where those places are that you that you can go to be completely safe. I, I would challenge this, you know, as an individual. Um, what impact does that person have on your life if you are being uh, and spouting hate? Uh, or hateful rhetoric uh the question that i would ask everyone to ask themselves is what impact is that to your life mm. why is it that you find it so uh challenging to you and go away and you know delve into that because you know everyone's just trying to live the best life that they possibly can mm. uh, with the circumstances that they have and you know being a member of the community myself you know i think there's no point leading a life full of hate and travel should be enlightening and welcoming for all. Um, it should be our opportunity to share our cultures with everyone. And, uh, you know, the last thing someone wants is to go somewhere and feel, uh, that they have been threatened, that they are not safe, that their life is in jeopardy or danger, uh, because of who they are and whom they love. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, definitely, I mean, I've I, I've got a daughter, and I and I said you you love who you love, no matter who who that person is, or you know what what gender or any. But if you've fallen in love with another soul, it doesn't matter in what body they that soul inhabits. It's you've fallen in love. Yeah. So for for me, it's it's very easy to um to embrace 
everybody because it's um for me what somebody does in the privacy of their own bedroom you know not not hurting anybody not do you know why why do people care what that person does you know and that's that's what always that's what i find bizarre and and um yeah it's it's just I, I i don't understand it but i i don't understand the hate i mean and but i don't also uh, yeah I, I, but do, do you think have you noticed a fundamental change for the in better what, in what sense well do you do you see the the world becoming more accepting or do you think that it became more accepting and is now taking another I, turn I think globally we're going backwards yeah that's what i was asked that's what i was getting at yeah yeah i i do think that globally we are going a little bit backwards um and it specifically you, you look at the us at the moment where they're trying to roll back certain states uh, are really hell-bent on rolling rolling back yeah and, even even and, on things like abortion not yeah. not yeah yeah and that i think is just incredibly sad yeah it's it's um but look i mean let's let's keep the faith i mean let's you know i think when that that's why businesses such as yours when people are planning to to travel yeah it's important to to understand and if if someone if if a, if a country in in general is not welcoming then that country loses out you know and it's it's something that that country has to has to has to come to terms with yeah we are both born and born and bred when did you leave south africa how old were you oh i was uh first time at probably about 1920 oh wow okay so you're definitely born and bred uh yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah, yeah you I, know uh, we, we we could we could finish the conversation in Afrikaans, I suppose, <laughs> but we uh, won't. <laughs> I might struggle a little bit more. Yes, Afrikaans yeah, is, is yeah. Quite rusty, um, you know, but uh, certainly, um, you know, I would do my best. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but it's no. Anyway, don't worry. We're not going to do that <laughs> because, yeah, I would make an absolute fool out of myself as well. Um, the when even when it's government legislated, like you know, we were one of the first countries in the world to accept um same-sex marriage yeah yeah that's five but uh, in the in the early 90s wasn't it or yeah yeah, the only challenge is i don't think if you tried to get that through south african parliament today that it would get through well that was my point is that it's the even though it's in the constitution it's legislated there 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 is a divergence or a from what's in the constitution to what the from what the population uh, is is willing to or the general population is willing and that's and that's i suppose what you've got to look at as well it's not merely googling where it is legal it's googling what the general culture of the country feels as well exactly yeah yeah and i mean we've we've spoken a lot uh, as as i mentioned earlier i had martina bath who is one of the membership coordinators for the RGLTA, uh, which which does uh, great work. Do you do much work with the RGLTA? Uh, we we are a member of IGLTA. Yeah, um, it, it, it was a long time coming that we we did it, and uh, um, it, it's a, a great organisation. They they do do a lot within the tourism space globally, um, and they do a lot within the education of countries and destinations on what mm. they're doing better. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... Yeah, I mean it's 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 exciting times in the 
in the tourism in the tourism business what uh there's a lot of there's a lot of entrepreneurs coming through a lot of people trying to start up businesses i'm actually working i'm mentoring uh a young a young uh, entrepreneur in south africa at the moment through the national department of tourism um uh, my my ex boss uh, craig drysdale put me in touch um and we were kind of working together to to get this business off the ground what advice would you give somebody that's looking for motivation to succeed not necessarily in um in a small to medium business um but just uh, even in the uk or africa i mean you're based in the uk so if someone came up to you and said i want to start a travel business <laughs> what would you say to them uh, my 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 first question uh, or my, the first thing that i would say to them is is probably um why <laughs> yeah or, 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 or do you, are you looking to be rich be a why uh, yeah. would be very much around um you know do you have the resource to do it because starting a travel business is actually yeah, absolutely very possible and very um very rewarding um but you've got to be uh ready for lots of pain lots of difficulty lots of challenge um and that is completely completely possible um you, you know but you've just got to ask yourself the question do you have the resource to do it and mm. if the answer is yes then go for it you know, yeah i think ventured nothing gained yeah and it's 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 mental resource as well as uh, especially with your own business i mean when when you're not when you're not getting a salary regardless of how many bookings you close you know it's that that becomes the thing when you know if you if you look down the sales pipeline for the next year and you and you think oh my gosh you know how am i paying the rent in in september or something you know that's and it's it's that it's that uh it's yeah it's that kind of resilience that that mental resilience that 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 you need um yeah yeah um exactly but that's i think that comes in in any business i yeah. it's it's uh it's very much knowing and 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 uh, the passion as well i mean you firstly as you, there's so many things you need to do firstly you need to have the knowledge you 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 need to be able to genuinely guide somebody through where they should be going what they should be doing um i think most people nowadays can can hear the 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 pitter patter of of a keyboard while the while the person's trying to Google. Yeah, no, <laughs> the no, answer, I, the answers I mean, to the question. Else I would say to anyone who's getting into the business now is get yourself a mentor. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a mentor in the industry. Get yourself someone, uh, you know, a business coach. Um, I think it's so important to have someone that you can regularly speak to and bounce ideas off. Uh, you know, that was, I think, my saving grace for COVID. You know, I have a fantastic mentor who is in the in the aviation industry, um, Julie Murphy from ANA, uh, and she has been, uh, you know, a godsend for me because, you know, I would we would have our catch ups and and we still have our catch ups now, and it, it's. It's having someone that understands your journey, understands what you're trying to achieve, but who can be a sounding board and who can mm. provide good advice about what it is you're trying to do without telling you what to do, because no one else can tell you what to do for your business. Yeah, of course, of course, um, because you you've got the vision, you know exactly what uh, where you where you want to go. But I, you know, it's very it's very exciting being 
being an entrepreneur i mean it's it really you know to have to have your destiny in, in your own hands in a, in a way i mean it's it's a huge huge leap of faith um and i think most of us who are who are doing it i think really wouldn't have it any other way i, I yeah i i completely agree with you yeah so with i mean we we first met on clubhouse that wonderful app yeah. have you been have you you haven't been back on it uh, much lately uh, no um i i just haven't found a i don't think it's a break. the same as it was for covid um, no no great app uh, i think it was exactly what people needed but i think it was uh, a, a sign of its uh its time as it were yeah yeah um, yeah yeah unfortunately because i mean i i still connect with with some people that we met on on clubhouse and um in in different other spheres you know like like you and i we we've taken it offline we've got each other's numbers we you know hopefully going to meet face to face very very soon you know it's but it's i think the importance also to tell and a young entrepreneur is the importance of of networking because you um you you never know who you're going to meet, what they're going to, you know, even, even on a platform such as Clubhouse or, or Twitter Spaces or whatever the other ones are coming, just, just get, get out there, talk, network. You, you never know who's on the other end, who's listening, you know, and I think that that's, that's the important thing to do as well. Evening events. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just get, get out there as much as, as much as possible. Absolutely. I think it's so, so important to, um, you know, speak to as many people as possible. Yeah. And just uh, learn as much as possible. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, what do you think COVID taught the tourism industry that um, will stick around forever, you know, for going forward? Um, I, I, I think, um, what we're seeing now that we're out of COVID for tourism is that we really do have to be aware of our impact on our surroundings and on the world as a whole. Um, I think you have to um, absolutely be fully, fully aware of what it is uh, you're selling, where you're sending clients and their impact as well. And you're, it's our responsibility to educate clients when they travel on uh, the eco uh, elements of the world. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, sustainable tourism, uh, more more than just environment. You know, we're talking about community sustainability. I had Julie from from Weaver on uh, the other day, who focuses a lot on guiding businesses um, to with with their with their um sustainable footprint and you know what what you learn is that people when they hear about sustainability they think climate change and carbon footprint and all that but there's so much more to it there's a community uh there's you know there's so much more that that you need to look into when it comes to to traveling and how your travel is going to impact uh you know and if it uplifts a community um then then it's great but if it degrades the community then you need to think along and hard. i'm also one of the things that you know we spout uh eco and uh, um we talk about sustainability and i'm a big believer that we can't be truly sustainable until we as an industry look at 
when we go to a destination, do we leave it better off or worse off than when we arrived? Um, and the reality is, is that we will always change a destination. We will always have that impact on uh, an environment. And so unless we truly leave an environment alone and let it prosper as itself, we're not uh, allowing true sustainability. What we should be doing is going, our goal is to improve the destination uh, along all sources. And that is for uh, plant life, animal life, and ourselves. And we should be leaving it better off when we leave. Yeah. No, no. That's that's sustainable. Yeah, yeah. And he has he has the question I always like to ask. What what do you think still needs to change? Um, you've, only, you've only got four hours. <laughs> oh, uh, I would say the one thing that probably needs to change is we need to recognize travel is not cheap. We're privileged and travel is a privilege. It's not yeah. entitlement. We are not we don't have the right to travel. Uh it is a privilege to travel. And so cheap travel. Um, you know, and yes, everyone should enjoy tourism and everyone should be able to travel uh, the world, but we should also recognize that it's not sustainable to do these cheap, cheap budget trips and have a positive impact on the environment. Mm. So I think yeah. that needs to change. Uh, if that's to continue, then we need to figure out how do we incorporate something that gives back to the environment in those trips. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good point. The the budget trips um may cut be cutting corners that they have to in order to keep the price low. And and I think that well, I think the way it's going is that a lot of businesses are are being forced to be as transparent as they can to the to the carbon, you know, to whatever, the, the sustainable uh, aspect of the trip. Yeah. So I think it's um yeah, it's it's important to, and 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 do you do you put that into your to do uh, to the guidance that you give as well? The, so the, we, the, what, what I certainly try and do um, with every client is just have a conversation around it, um, so that they are aware. Um, and certainly, we work with providers who have this as a, a core focus of what they're doing. Um, mm. So it, it really does uh, ensure that we are working with them to create the right uh experiences but we're also giving back to the communities yeah yeah and new destinations that that Uh, you're looking at uh well for me it's uh south america Um, yeah you know i think there's a great opportunity down there it's uh, uh incredibly beautiful there's a lot uh available a lot on offer um and certainly um you know a lot for people to do um you know so it's definitely somewhere i would like to um send clients um we're doing a lot uh we've always done a lot in southeast asia so thailand uh, and indonesia and that region and um, we're starting to see clients go to japan now that japan's fully reopened uh, and that's very exciting and um, mm. you know, of course for me africa i mean you know while we sell a lot of southern africa and uh, mid africa um i want to see clients really tuck into uh, places like namibia um you know rwanda uh, in more opportunities and more ways well did you know that i'm doing a webinar on burundi tomorrow fantastic so i will send you the link and uh we we are launching Burundi 
at full force into the UK market. It's a lovely, lovely place. And, you know, it's, it's one of those places that, you know, people probably never thought to go to, but uh, you can have a wonderful sort of five, six day trip and, and uh, yeah, meet, meet the, meet the locals and see some different wildlife. And so I'll send you the link and you can feel free to join us. It's going to be, going to be pretty exciting to, uh, to, to get the, um, to get the opinions of people about new destinations such such as Burundi, it's um, yeah, I think Fantastic. it's uh, particularly in 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 Africa. There's a lot of a lot of up and coming destinations. People are, I think that's also what's changed. I think people wanting to explore a bit more now um, as the the Gen Zs and the Gen Xs and all that come through. I think the there seems to be a bit more appetite for weird and wonderful. I think people missed traveling um, and so COVID allowed them the opportunity to think, well, where do I really want to go? What do I really want to get out of uh, my travel experience? Mm. And so that, um, you know, in itself, um, you know, meant that they could um, really put into practice where they wanted to see what they wanted to do and also budget a little bit for it and think about it. Yeah, absolutely. So how do, how do we, how does the listeners get in touch uh, with you, Duncan? Uh, easy way. Uh, my website, globaltravelmoments.com. Uh, you can uh, contact us through the contact us page. Uh, and, and of course, uh, you can email me at duncan at globaltravelmoments.com. I can be found on Facebook, can be found on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Global Travel Moments. Uh, and just really, uh, we encourage clients to get in touch uh, with uh, us uh, to discuss whatever it is that they might be planning. Um, and we will always, always uh, help. Um, you know, with uh, what it is that they're looking to do. Is it worldwide travelers or mainly? We do, yeah, absolutely. We we do uh, worldwide. Um, we focus on curating uh, experiences for clients, uh, you, you know, across the, the globe, uh, at, no matter where they are in the globe. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, thanks so much for, for chatting with me. It's always good to, to speak to people on the front line and listen to what uh, the the travelers are are looking for and wish you all the the best of of luck and um hope to hope to see you next week actually yeah fantastic thank you very much Graham. it's been a pleasure okay thanks duncan ciao bye thanks for tuning into kuzacast where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on CoosaCast.